And welcome to this edition of Taco Tuesdays with Ace, broadcasting live from the downtown spaces in the heart of downtown El Paso. My name is Ace Acosta, the host with the most tacos, and I have a very special show here. The creators of the new podcast, well, kind of new, the Tell Me Something podcast. Good friend, amigo, Mr. Cruz Robbie Villanueva. Amigo, welcome. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks. How you been, man? Good, man. It's been it's been quite a while. It's been a long time. A long time. Yeah. Let's see. I, we went to school together, Socorro Middle, back in 95, 96? No, 96? Yeah, I think 95 was the first year. Sixth grade? Nah, seventh grade, actually. Seventh grade. Oh, seventh grade. Yeah, seventh grade. Seventh grade. Um, known each other for a while, but haven't seen each other for a while. I think, uh, when's the last time we met up? So, 2009. And I know that because I had just gotten back from deployment. And then Liz, uh, when I came back to visit, she took me out to a bar on Cincinnati where we ran into you, mm-hmm. and I think you were managing the bar at the, the time. The nightclub life. Whoa. Yeah. It's a flashback right there. Yeah, we met up, man, and uh, chatted for a little bit, and then I think that was the last time, aside from Facebook. Yeah, Facebook, you know, <laughs> social media now, we, we can always, uh, you know, yeah. keep in contact. So uh, let everybody uh, know about you. Um, obviously, you were high school football star at the greatest school ever, Socorro High School. Socorro <laughs> High School, what's up? Right. North Valley. So, so you joined the Air Force right after high school. How was that? I, I didn't join right after high school. No, was it? No, I had a stint in college. Uh, so I went to go play at Sol Ross State University. That's right. Yep. Sol Ross. Yeah, they, they sold me on the dream to go play football at D3 school. And I went, man, and... Uh, Things didn't turn out so great. Uh, I, uh, I spent a year and a half there, left with a 1.8 GPA. <laughs> hey, but it's better than zero. Yeah, college life got the best of me, man. It, it was fun, but uh, hard lesson learned. Hard lesson learned. Yeah, and uh, I came back to El Paso. Um, so that was maybe beginning of 2004. Came back to El Paso. I started working, went to community, tried to get my grades up. And uh, I was going nowhere quick. Uh, hanging around with the wrong people, a lot of drinking, a lot of partying, mm-hmm. and uh, I had to do something. Said so something, something's got to change, uh, and that's when I decided to join the military. So that summer, I signed up, uh, started going through that process, but I didn't end up leaving until the beginning of 2005. So January 05 is when I finally left uh, to basic military training. Basic military training, the, the military life, and, and it was Air Force, correct? Yep, Air Force. Air Force. Almost um, Army. Almost. <laughs> almost. What, 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 was, what swayed that decision? My brother. Uh, so my older brother, he, he was in the Navy at the time, and he was a Navy recruiter here, and uh, he caught wind that I was going to join uh, the Army. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was ready to go. I was like, yeah, just sign me up. I'm going to be an infantryman. That's what I wanted to do because mm-hmm. um, it sounded cool. You get to go fight, so you get all the glory and honor or whatever. Um, and my brother, he talks to me. He's like, hey, I know you want to do this, but before you do that, uh, let's go talk to the Air Force recruiter. I was like, nah, nah, man. I'm just going to go join the Army. That's what everybody does, right? So I'm going to go join the Army. He's like, I get that. Just give him a chance. If you don't like anything he has to say, then I'll t- walk you right over to the Army recruiter, and then uh, you can sign up. I was like, okay, okay. So we went over to the Air Force recruiter talked to him uh he sold me on a job that i could possibly get which was intelligence which is what i'm in now and uh when he was reading that job description it made it sound like i was going to be james bond <laughs> so i was like yes sign me up that's what i want to do you sold know? you on that one huh yeah. intelligence huh 
So uh, from then on out, it was Air Force. Air Force. Did, uh, what's, what's their slogan? Uh, Uh-oh, putting it to the test. Yeah. Fly, fight, win. Is that the slogan? I don't know. That Uh-oh. comes out on the commercials. Right, Fly, like fight, that. win. Um, I always thought it was go big or go home. No, no, that's, that's a sports thing or something, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish they would have just put the core values on there. So integrity first, service before self, and excellence in all we do. I mean, I think that would sell on uh, the Air Force and a lot more people than just uh, their slogan or whatever. It's kind of hard to fit on the, the ad, though. That's true. <laughs> yeah, you see, I don't think that far ahead. Yeah. Now, now, as we do, like I said, it's Taco Tuesdays with Ace. Uh, we got some delicious tacos here from Don Cuco. So let's uh, let's grab a bite before we get into the more detailed stuff right here. Yes. All right, tacos. I mean, I don't Cheers tacos. Right? I mean, shout out to Jesse, but he's going with some vegan tacos. I don't know if I could do that. Not not, not anytime soon. Jesse, it's like I don't even know you anymore, man. <laughs> You've changed. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's good. Now, side note, Mr. Robbie over here drinks Monsters a lot, right? Shout out to Monster Energy Drink. Absolutely. That, that's the first time I see somebody drinking Monster Energy Drinks with tacos. Dude, I can drink monsters with anything. They go with anything. So even when when you want to uh, drink alcohol, they go with alcohol as well. Well, technically, Red Bull started all that jazz. Right? They started it, but Monster does it better. <laughs> I'm trying to get Monster to sponsor. Right, spot out, shout out to Monster Energy. And yeah, they got an orange and a blue one. I don't know what they are, but orange and blue. Monster, hit me up. Now, Air Force life. Okay, big change, obviously from growing up from Socorro. Like you said, huge you know, change. Huge change. Yeah. I, mean, I mean, we did some crazy stuff, but, you know, what was that first going into, you know, basic training like? I mean, just how was it? Like shell shock or just, all right. Yeah, so a little bit. Um, I just did a podcast on this with my wife, and we were talking about our basic training stories. And uh, it was a little bit of a shell shock, but uh, for basic training Everything that it, it consisted of, I fit in perfectly, man. I, I don't know what it was. Uh, so marching, the way you set up a, uh, your dorm, your foot locker, your wall locker, the way you make your bed, the way you just follow instructions, it, it came natural to me. And I think that came from my mom. You remember my oh, mom. Yeah. No, she, got, she, she put you in your places. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we cuss on here? Oh, no? yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. You're good. Yeah, in case I let one slip. No, you're good. Um, and I'm... But, yeah, she she wasn't an easy person to deal with, and she'll be – she was tougher than any drill instructor out there. I think she was tougher than a lot of our coaches, too. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure, man. She, and why are you guys playing like crap? <laughs> yeah, so all the yelling from the instructors and, and the craziness, it wasn't it wasn't too much of a shock. Day one, though, day one was crazy because uh, so we got there at night, and they run you through a quick intro brief. Um, that's when they start yelling at you, and then you get assigned your wall locker, um, you you get a that initial taste of basic military training, but, and then you go to bed. Then you wake up at four forty five in the morning. That's when I woke up and I was like, "What the hell is going on?" I sat up in my bed, and I'm looking at people like getting up and rushing and trying to figure out what they need to do. My drill instructor, he saw me that I was just sitting in bed trying to figure it out. He's like, "Get your ass up! What? Get out of bed! What the hell are you doing?" And that's when I was like, "Oh yeah, I'm in. I'm in basic military training." Let's he didn't say, he didn't say, "Hey, can I get a coffee and then you know yeah. some donuts over here?" No, 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 none of that. And then after that, it was uh, it wasn't bad. I had a pretty good experience for a basic military training, but uh, 
it, the difficult part about it was I didn't get to eat whenever I felt like it. So whenever you wanted a snack or when you were really hungry, you had to wait until those three times that you were going to go eat. So breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Outside of that, you weren't eating anything. You weren't snacking. So that was hard for me. And and just that uh, adjustment, right? You know, yeah. it's kind of like prison life. You're like, you got to set schedule. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you're going to do this, when you're going to do that. Yeah, yeah. So that was tough. And then the lack of sleep. So we were usually going to bed. Uh, so lights out during the week was at, uh, at 9 p.m. On the weekends, it was at 10 p.m. But usually you're staying up. And you're trying to get all your stuff together because you never have enough time throughout the day to get everything the way you need to have it, mm-hmm. right? To pass inspection so you don't get yelled at or fail or whatever. Um, so you stay up later, whether it's shining boots. Some people are just writing letters. So you stay up later, but then you're waking up at 445. And in between that time, uh, you're, you're not sleeping great. Um, and then sometimes you might have to pull uh, guard duty, which we called EC duty. So mm-hmm. Entry controllers is what they're called. So you have one of those shifts. Sometimes they're an hour. Sometimes they're two hours. Sometimes you have two in one night, which is not supposed to happen, but people are assholes, so they schedule you for that. Um, So you're not getting the greatest amount of sleep, so you're just always tired. I literally, uh, people say this is not possible, but it is. I fell asleep marching. Fell asleep marching? Yeah. I was marching. Next thing I know, we're like in a totally different part of the base, and I was like, what the hell? How did I get here? (laughs) That's crazy. So, so just just mentally, you just out body still functioning, going. Yeah. At least you didn't fall like on your face or anything like that, you know. Yeah, it was my body mechanics were still good. They they <laughs> saved me. Just trained. You're like, all right, left, right. Yeah, muscle memory, man. That is crazy. That is crazy. Now, um, Air Force, you're you're still currently in the Air Force. Is that correct? Yeah, man. Fifteen years, almost sixteen. Fifteen years, yeah. man. You're making me feel old now. You're making <laughs> making me feel old. Oh, I have students that they're coming in. They don't know what nine eleven is. So, well, I mean, they do, but they but, but like they weren't even yeah. alive. They're like, know? that's just a thing in the history books. History books. Yeah, yeah. That is crazy. Now, you be, became a father while you're in the Air Force. Obviously, uh, how yes. many kids we got now? Four. Four. Four kids, man. Starting a basketball team or what? Trying. <laughs> trying. Nah, nah, man. Uh, so I got a boy and three girls. My oldest is my boy. He's 13. And then the other girls, 10, 7, and 5. How, how has being a parent changed things? You know, when It you- definitely changes your perspective on, mm-hmm. on life. Uh, so it definitely squares you away. Uh, well, at least in my case it did because mm-hmm. there are shitty parents out there. That's mm-hmm. just that's just the way it is, mm-hmm. uh, but for me it uh, it gave me more of a purpose in life and uh, everything. This is like the cliche thing, but everything that we do, we do it for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, in the end, because uh, when you do it just for yourself, it's kind of that motivation starts going away. But when you have kids, it's like I don't have a choice. Like I need to do this. Um, like midway through my Air Force career, I went back to basic military training as an instructor. Mm-hmm. That life is not easy at all, and they have a pretty high uh, washout rate. Um, so when I get when I got there, it was it was scary, man. Because it's like, what if I fail? Mm-hmm. Well, I had my kids. It's like I can't, I can't fail. Like we we moved to the city, where they're growing up here, they're settled in. Like I can't uproot them and send them somewhere else. Or fail because of them. So they were a big motivation to just help me be successful during that time. 
That is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all my MTIs because they, they know the life and it's a struggle, man. It's a struggle. I can just imagine. I mean, you're you're training, you know, the next you know next group of leaders that are possibly going to go to war. You know, you got to prepare them for, you know, stuff that not us normal civilians will get to do or or even see. Yeah. And then you're still trying to be a dad and, and raise you know four kids. You know, in this crazy world. Yeah. I mean, props to you. I mean, like I said, I, I don't have any kids. Um, the team team uh, table for one for me right now. You know? <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's 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 cool to see, you know, my friends growing and starting their families and it makes me feel old like when they're like, Yeah, can you take my my daughter's graduation? Like, whoa, whoa, wait. Yeah. She's already graduating. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't two thousand two anymore. You know, it's 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 a crazy, crazy feeling. But it's, yeah, it's nuts, man. Time flies. Uh I, I'm kinda glad that I that I started having kids uh young. As opposed to starting later, yeah, I'm screwed. Pretty much, I'm, I'm gonna be if I ever do have kids, you know, I'll be grandpa. Oh yeah, let's go to the game. Let's try to play. But people, but people do it though, man. And yeah, uh, it's the plus side to that is you're you're more set. Uh, like whether it's you're more financially stable, you kind of have a lot more life experience, so you know how what direction to guide your kids. Um, when you're young, man, you're still trying to figure shit out. And uh, as a parent, you're always trying to figure shit out anyway. But um, when you're barely starting now, like you're trying to figure your life out while trying to raise another kid or trying to raise a. a I just kid. get the fact that you're like, look, created a little human right there. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I still trip out sometimes. It's like me and my wife talk about it all the time. It's like, that's my, that's my kid. Like I'm responsible for that thing. Like, <laughs> it reminds me of that Chappelle stand-up when he's like, just look at you. You came out of my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but th- that's props to you guys because I mean it's not not easy. I can I can't I can't imagine because obviously I don't have kids. I mean, I have nephew and nieces and a great niece, um, but I get to see them when they're in the cool phase and yeah. all right, go ahead and go go back home to to mom, you know. But yeah. I'm the cool uncle, you know, and I'm I'm cool with I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, but all right, so you so you're in your Air Force career, all right. You get obviously you get to travel a lot. Tell people what kind of places you got to see in the Air Force. Was uh, it what it cracked up to be? Like, say you're going to tour the world and you're going to see this. So that. that that is false. That is false. <laughs> you mean uh, it's not paradise in Hawaii and yeah, you know? Yeah, it's no? it's definitely dependent on on the jobs that that you get. Um, my brother was in the Navy and uh, in the de- ship life, huh? Yeah, he definitely saw the world. Um, because every time he went on deployments, which is going on the ship, they ported, is that the right word, ported in a bunch of different countries all over the world mm-hmm. to the point where he even saw Antarctica. So Antarctica. Yeah. But so in my career, yeah. <laughs> um, working Intel, it can go either way because we can get stationed anywhere in the world. Uh, but sometimes you might get stuck in one specific base, and that's just dependent on, well, yeah, I don't know if I can say that, but but it depends on what what you're doing. Yeah, though I mean, it can go either way. And for my career, so I've only been to a few places where that was my assignment. So I've been to San Antonio; that was my first assignment. Mm-hmm. Um, went to San Angelo for training, uh, which is where I'm at now uh, as an instructor. Uh, I went to Las Vegas; that was a that was a good time. Uh, I was stationed there for a little bit, and then I was stationed in the Panhandle, of Florida, out in Navarre, Florida. Florida, how's that? Yeah. It it was great. So it's not the the kind of Florida that everybody thinks about. It's not Mi- the Miami and, and all that. This is in Panhandle, Florida, so right at the border of uh, Alabama. So it's oh, like uh, so you in that uh, 
This like the South. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> Southern, man. This dirty South. Um, so those are the only places that I've been stationed at. Uh, I went TDY uh, a few times to Germany, which was great. And then, of course, you have good old Iraq. Right. Uh, I was there for, for – I spent nine months out there. Well, what's been the hottest area that you've been at? The hottest? It, it was Iraq. It was Iraq. Yeah, by far. By far, easy. Yeah. Like just sunset at all over there? Or just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What's that part of the area where is it that the sun doesn't really say? Is that Alaska? No. Alaska. Alaska, huh? Yeah. Got to be a crazy thing. Like, yeah, I guess during the summer. <laughs> yeah, they don't have any darkness during the summer, right? Iraq. Yeah. You said nine months in Iraq, right? Yeah. Eye-opening, you know, is it what the media portrays or it's a little bit of both? Uh, so, so what do you mean what the media portrays? You know, it's a war zone and yeah. people are mad and you know, fighting for a change or is it just like, well, okay, like things are changing and what you guys all up in our business for? <laughs> yeah. So when my experience, it is uh, a little bit of both. So some, wherever I was in Iraq, it, it I didn't see any combat. Mm-hmm. Um, I was attached to the army. So I, I was doing all the stuff they did and rolling out with them, but I was lucky enough that nothing ever happened. No IEDs, uh, no ambushes or anything crazy like that. Um, so it was calm. It was relatively safe. Um, but then there was other people. They were they were in a shootout, leaving the base and coming back to the base, and day in and day out. So it was just all depending on where you're at and what their mission was. Um, as far as change happening in there, yeah, there was change happening. Uh, but I mean, now we see. <laughs> we see what it's gone to uh, as soon as we left, mm-hmm. right? Um, and those countries, man, it's hard, damn near impossible to to change it to what we think is uh, what a country is good for, right? Right, and it's all about perspective too. Yeah. I mean, it's it's imagine some, like obviously what we're going through now is like people know you need to do this, and you're like, whoa, whoa, wait. Yeah. Of course, there's going to be that that you know resistance, but overall, right now military career you happy with the decision that you made it's the best decision a decision it's the, decision it's the best decision i've ever made man for sure it saved me it saved you yeah i mean because i mean we we did some crazy stuff but that's good that you got back i guess on the right path and it's opened up a bunch of doors for you oh yeah um which i want to get into now we got the podcast right yeah. where did this idea come from i mean obviously now COVID and everything's changed the game. Everybody's starting their own show, which is great because it's uh, brings that much, you know, exposure to people's lives. But yeah. where, where did the Tell Me Something podcast originate from? So it didn't stem from COVID. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, it's just always something that I've wanted to do. Uh, I started listening to podcasts in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, yeah. Uh, Barbell Shrugged po- podcast like started off for me. Um, what was it? What was the name of that? Barbell Shrugged. Okay. Yeah. So they're this huge company now, but uh, they're the first podcast I started listening to, and uh, ever since then I was just like always getting into more and more podcasts, and I was loving it. And then uh, after a while, it's like, man, I want to start my own podcast. Like I want to be talking about all this stuff, whether it was everyday life, parenting, fitness, military, whatever it was. Like I love having these conversations. The other part about it is I love hearing people's stories. Mm -hmm. Um, I love getting into deep conversation where people just start opening up. Right. Um, Cause I hate the, the, Hey, it looks like it's going to rain today. 
those shallow conversations, right? People are just saying something just to kind of fill time. Right, you're like, hey, uh, so how's your stocks, stocks doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hate that, man. I love getting into deep conversations where people start opening up and they tell you about themselves. And then you start hearing like crazy, crazy stories. Mm-hmm. And then some of those stories are, they're sad or they're funny. Um, and then they're just stories that other people should hear because then you start finding out like, well, I know another person that's going through the exact same thing and they feel like they're stuck and their life's over and but you went through it and then all of a sudden you're like this successful uh, happy person. So imagine if that person heard their story and then they get motivated to be like yes I can do something to change. Um I mean and that's like the extreme side, right? The extreme of course. Uh, it gives you that that platform to just have some communications because I mean we live in a very digital age now and yeah. i mean this stuff wasn't really readily available say 15 years ago but yeah. now that it is it, it's great to see that you know everybody's you know getting the opportunity to you know broadcast some stuff um so what were some of the early challenges when you started the started the podcast that you had to go through uh the early challenges um because everybody has them. We just, you know, a lot yeah. of people think it's just, oh, you got a podcast? Cool. It's so easy. Huh? No, not really. So I'll say the first challenge was trying to convince myself to start one, to actually really? do the podcast. And then when I started the podcast, to show it to people and to invite people to be on it. Um, that was very difficult for me because I'm very introverted. So uh, trying to reach out to people was difficult for me. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I mean, you know, yeah, introverted, but you know. You still talk with the best of them. I mean, military life, you're a drill sergeant. You know how to communicate. Yeah, it's yeah. not like, hey, hi, my name's Robbie. You want to be on my show? No. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's hard for me. It's, it's hard for me to, to open up like that and to sound like uh, like I know what I'm doing or I know what I'm talking about because mm-hmm. I'm a nervous wreck inside, man. <laughs> uh, you know, if, if you're not nervous, then... You know, it doesn't give you that drive because if it's just, eh. That's true. If you're you not know, nervous, you really, just be like, you eh. don't care. Like, yeah, right? just, but before we get into that, let's uh, let's get another bite because I see these tacos just eyeing me. We got to. Heck yeah. People, man. I know you guys are listening, but we got to take another bite of this tacos right here. You know you want another bite. <laughs> we got uh, Robbie's wife uh, in the studio as well. She's just looking at us eat tacos. I mean, we're, we're getting that uh, godly body, you know, like Buddha. <laughs> Okay, so, so far in your podcast series, what's been the, I guess, let's start out, what's been the most one that, I guess, took you by surprise, like, that had that emotional, you know, powerful, you know, story? Um, the first one was, uh, so, episode number three with uh, Sabrina Scruggs. So, she's a co-worker of mine. It, it was number three, right? Yeah, I think it's episode three. Well, anyways, <laughs> she's... Uh, Man, she's uh, an awesome, happy, beautiful person, right? Like, she just lights up everybody's day when you get around her. And, uh, but she has this backstory where she lost a child. And knowing her and, like, being around her, you never would have guessed, like, that that happened to her. Mm-hmm. Never would have guessed because, Yeah, she didn't show it, I guess, just, uh, Wow. Yeah, she doesn't show, she doesn't, and that's not something you broadcast, right? But, I mean, as happy as she is and, and the way she carries on with her life, it's uh, it's like, how do you do that? 
and then she she broke it down eventually like it's a choice that you have to make right to carry on in life and she chooses to be happy and it's not like that's not in the back of her head or it's something that she's forgotten that that happened to her um but she she deals with it and uh she's dealt with it in an incredible way um but that's like one of the stories that other people might need to hear right they're facing challenges or adversity and then they're just they give up she didn't yeah, and she's she's thriving, man. So that was like the first one. That was real. Now, now speaking from on the other the other side, what people don't understand when you hear this story, you know how how taken back are you? Like, whoa, okay, like you know, one just the story itself, but two, like, wow, this is really impactful. You know, like how yeah. do you how do you process all that? So I knew about that story, and I didn't think she would share it on the podcast, uh, but she did, and I'm thankful for that. But when she first told me about that, uh, I was literally speechless. Like, I didn't know, I didn't know how to react. I didn't, like, should I hug her? Should I, what do I say? Like, there's nothing you can say in that situation um, to make it better, right? Um, and she kind of, she... She, she kind of felt it like, okay. <laughs> no, no, she didn't. She knew because I guess um, the, it's just awkward when something like that comes out, right? And you don't want to be say something stupid. Uh, but she was like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. She was comforting me. <laughs> yeah. Usually supposed to be the other way, but she was comforting you. Yeah, but. she was like, no, don't worry about it. Um, this just, I'm just letting you know because, you know, we're good friends, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, I was just taking aback. I was, I was speechless, man. And uh, she quickly, not quickly, but she changed the subject after that. That's good. She yeah. was a good transition right there. Yeah. She's like, all right. Because we were talking about kids, and then that came up. That is so awesome. I was like, oh, crap. Now, what's been one of the, I guess, right now, what's been one of the funniest stories that people have, you know, talked about? Has it been your own stories, for one? Uh, yeah. So, funny stories. Um, let's see. Well, yeah, we get some comedy in there, Rob. Come on now. Oh, there's comedy, <laughs> man. We, we laugh a bunch, but, uh, like, just to pinpoint stories. There's a funny body cam story of one of my buddies who's a police officer. Left his body cam on while he was uh, in the restroom handling business. Taking the Browns to the Super Bowl, huh? Yeah. There, there was another story in there, my buddy. Uh, and it was kind of like a, a lesson in life that he was talking about. And uh, officers training enlisted um, in, a, in, a, in an honor guard ceremony where they're twirling the, the rifles with the bayonets at the end. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he was talking about trust and for an enlisted person to get in the middle of these guys who formed like a box around them and they're twisting these rifles, um, it's kind of like, how do you not flinch or how do you trust these guys to not cut you? And he's like, uh, when you trust your people, they'll take care of you, right? So you know you're not going to get cut when they're twirling these rifles with sharp bayonets. And then he said, but you look at that lieutenant over there. He's been cut all the damn time. <laughs> you just can't see he's wearing the long sleeves right yeah. there, right? Yeah. And, and I'm messing up the story, but <laughs> no, it's the all way good. he tells it, it was, it was great, man. So everybody, make sure you uh, go subscribe to the Tell Me Something podcast to hear the full story on that. Yeah. And so what do you expect out of this podcast? I know you said you wanted to grow. We go in different angles. You're trying to get more uh, entertainment or just, like you said, everything. So I don't have any real plans to uh, like grow it. Uh, obviously I want more people to listen to it because I want people to hear those stories. And the main purpose of it is to get people, everyday people that have amazing stories 
that other people should hear. So uh, I definitely want to get as many people as I can on there. Um, but to grow it, like I don't have any plan to advertise or anything like that. Um, mostly word of mouth, like mm-hmm. you or getting on this podcast or putting out to my friends on Facebook, on Instagram. And uh, hopefully they like it enough that they'll pass it on to their friend and then their friends will pass it on to to whoever and be like, hey, did you hear this episode? Like, you need to listen to this story. It's crazy or it's funny. And so uh, word of mouth is probably my plan. Now, he says he doesn't want to advertise, but Monster, if, you, if you're in the area, just go ahead and hit them up. You know, they're, they're a big supporter of your drinks. Heck yeah. Right? Hey, <laughs> hey, Rob Deerdeck ain't the only one that can, uh, that can go with Monster. Right. Yeah, hook it up. Perfect. Now let's let's change the subject on this because I know you're a big sports fan. Unfortunately, you're a cowboy fan, but that's another thing. It's but a privilege, it's man. A <laughs> privilege. All right. With that, I don't know about privilege, but going with what the current situation is, do you think the season's going to finish? Uh that's a good question. I, I know it's going to start. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to start. Um, I'll say no. Ooh. Because uh, I don't know much about what's going on, on the professional side in, in sports and stuff, but my kid's school <laughs> is starting and they're going in person, but I don't think that's going to finish mm-hmm. because they have so many people in one place at a time. That, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, it, it's obviously this is a whole new new territory for everybody in, in the world, but yeah. but professional sports. What do you think your Cowboys are going to do this year? Because, I mean, there's been – it. I don't know what Jerry's doing, but – You know what, man? It's uh, – so I'm like every other Cowboy fan. Every year it's our year, right? It's uh, because for the past, what, six, seven seasons, we've had everything we needed to go to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl for for whatever reason, whether it's coaching or player motivation or, or what, it just falls apart. Always falls apart, man. Even though we have the star quarterback, we have a star running back, we have a, a badass defense. It just they just can't like uh, make that last jump to make it to the Super Bowl. It's, it's been a while. I know people are going to hate, but ninety ninety five was a long time ago. It, it was ninety six, ninety five, ninety six. You know, I, I'm just hoping that I get at least one Cowboy Super Bowl in this lifetime. lifetime. Uh, Maybe in Madden, but not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, man. Hey, if the Chiefs can do it, uh, the Cowboys can do it. Yeah, I mean, but the Chiefs different, different ownership, different yeah. way they build it up. But, but how excited are you to see sports back? You know, does, does that bring some level of excitement for the later part of this year? So yeah, so I'm not like hugely excited. Like I'll be honest, man. If uh, if football falls off, I won't be devastated. Right. Like, I, I want to see it. I like that my fall and my winter seasons are filled up with football. Um, but more and more, um, and this started hitting me in my 30s, like more and more mm-hmm. sports has just kind of been like, uh, uh, it's good to have, but it's not necessary. It's not the focal point of your As life. As when growing up and, and in my 20s, it's like, it's all about sports. Like, I'm pissed off if... I didn't get to see the Cowboys play or if they lost a game, like my entire week is ruined and I'm just lashing out at everybody. Now, now has that been because by being a parent and married? Yeah. Part of the, yeah. Part of that is, is marriage and kids. And, uh, the other part is my time is better spent doing other stuff. 
um, than worrying about sports because it it consumed me, man. Like yeah. taking the time to to watch sports, um, researching sports, and then then you threw fantasy football in the mix, and then and then you had all the sports. So it wasn't just football; it was basketball too. And you're you're looking at this, and you're trying to keep up with everything, and then all these stats that you have memorized and players that you've researched and you're looking at how they play and and then you're trying to be smart in these conversations that you have with your friends uh, and uh, all that was just taking up room in my brain and you got dad 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 come play with me and it's like okay you know yeah and then there's other things but then you talk to people that have i'll say real life conversations (laughs) (laughs) and and i just feel stupid man because it's like shit i don't know anything about what you're talking about and it's still that way for the most part (laughs) i'm not a smart guy but uh, I know a little bit more now. We are smart. Uh, but yeah, they're talking about all these things, and these are things that could actually affect your life, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I have no input in these conversations. And that was tugging at me a little bit. Like, I was like, well, yeah, but if you ask me how many yards Emmett Smith rushed for <laughs> in 95, I got you. <laughs> right, you can tell you, no, no, they're playing a 4-3 over here. We got to cover two on the top, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you asked me to start in lineup of, of this defense, and I, I'll spit it off right away, but... All right. So that kind of like I, I still love football, and uh, I love to I love to watch it, but but it's and, not number one in in the life. Yeah, right? I, I don't even know if it's like number five. Number uh, five. Yeah, that's uh, that's the different direction that my life has taken. Right now, married life, right. It's always she's right here, man. I know I she's right, dude. What we gonna do this right here? Just putting the pressure, the pressure's on. No, I'm just All right? Married life. How's that? How's that been? How's that changed things? Because I mean, obviously, it's hard to do things alone. But when you have that partner with you, and you guys are working together, you know how. Of course, everybody's gonna have their ups and downs. Yeah. Right. But how is it just knowing that you have that special someone by your side? Well, if I don't say it's great, she's gonna hit me. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but being honest, uh, it's uh, is life saving too dramatic? <laughs> No, it's not. Um, At this point in 2020, no, it's it's not. Uh, we we've definitely had our ups and downs, and, and I'll say like we've come close to divorce. Mm-hmm. Open it up, sorry, babes. Um, you know, it's all it, it, you guys are. Like I said, it's, it's okay to know where you guys are at, but and, yeah, and grow from there. Yeah, but going through all the stuff that we've been through, and we're, and we're still going through stuff, um, uh, and not necessarily relationship relationship stuff, but. Outside factors, we're dealing with it together, which is freaking awesome. And like you're saying, knowing that you have somebody there to help you through that and to deal with it with you, um, it's just it's great. Like I, w- I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, it it gives you confidence as a as a person um, because she's completely opposite than I am and way smarter. She's gonna be a doctor soon. Oh, doctor. <laughs> Yeah, see, the, the balance is right there. You're 1.8, yeah. and then you're coming exactly, up with the doctor. Exactly. So we're going to average that out. We had a 3.5 or something yeah. on there, so you're good. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> yeah, and um, but, yeah, knowing that she's there, it gives me confidence to do a lot more things, uh, like starting a podcast, man. Um, she she was supportive. I didn't I didn't think she was going to be. <laughs> you re- Really? Why is that? Why is that? Um, because... We, we just don't have a lot of time, right? We don't have a lot of time. And, and well, there's uh, 24 hours in a day. There is. All right. There is. There is. Um, and, and I love that saying. 
And, and you know what? Good little, don't want to interrupt you, but remember reading Kobe's book, you know, The Black Mamba. I've never right? read it. Um, there's a part in there when they go, when he says, all right, there's enough time in the day. Like, how do I need to continue what I need to do to be, be a great player? But I love my family. Yep. And I want to, and I want to, you know, spend as much time as I can with them. So he goes on and says that, all right, I'm going to wake up three, four o'clock in the morning. Kids are still asleep. I'm going to go in, put in my work at the gym, get my, you know, thousand shots, hit the weights, right? Drive back, take the girls to school, right? Rest, go back to the gym, do, do the stuff, go back, pick up the girls, and then go back and finish out. He's all, I sacrificed those other hours of sleep, but it lets me become a great ball player and still spend as much time as I can with my family. And that's something that really caught me like, okay, you know, balancing your time. What do you want to do? You want to be great at one thing and you still want to be a family man. All right. What are you going to sacrifice? At that point he sacrificed, you know, some sleep, but he made the best of it with everything else. And that's something I I like to do. Okay. Yeah. It's busy. Everybody's like, you're doing a lot. Yeah. But you could just be sleeping. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what I do, man. I'm up at 4.30 in the morning hitting the weights um, just to f- buy that time back so I don't have to use it in the afternoon or in the evening. Because uh, So I work typical day is 7.30 or 4.30. Um, and then you go home and you got all these other things. So you got to pick up the kids from school. You got to help with their homework. They have gymnastics. They have horseback riding. They have all these other things that they're into. Now, wait, then, wait, wait, wait. Gymnastics and horseback riding. Yeah. Now, we had horses in Socorro, but we didn't have no gymnastics out there. Yeah, yeah, man. Is so that from I, her side of the family or is that from, from you? No, that's uh, it's from both of us. So mm-hmm. I, I, I like the idea of, have, of the kids getting into uh not your typical sports. Something so, that they want to do, right? Yeah, so basketball, not, I football, have to play, I have to play football because daddy wants me to play football yeah. type of thing. Okay. Yeah, so gymnastics and horseback riding is something that they found that they really like. And I'm a huge supporter, man. Uh, so we're pushing them towards that. Now, for, for, forgive me for not knowing, but how do you cheer on at a horseback riding event? You, so. you just show up to an event. And just like any sporting event, man, when they do something cool, you just stand up and cheer. And we got to go take take a look. So people that haven't gone to any horseback riding events with the kids, let's look them up, right? Yeah. We need something to cheer about, right? <laughs> <laughs> Give me some sports because, you know, 2020 has been kind of killer, but we'll we'll take anything. But that, that's cool. Gymnastic. Gymnastics is always tough. That's I Talk about some strength. Now, you've always been a strong guy, you know, so it's in their, it's in their genes, yeah. you know, to do that. Um, yeah, the girls are definitely strong as shit, man. They are. <laughs> right. That's a good thing. Yeah. That that is that is a good thing. Now going going back to to marriage. I know I know she's right next to you, but what's the best thing that you see in her that helps you become a better better man? Uh, she boosts my credit score. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I'm 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 it's called that zero APR right there, right? Uh no. I like the the biggest thing is uh the support. Like we're we're always there for each other no matter what, man. And whether people think it's cliche or not, like at the end of the day, that's what it is, man. Uh, we support each other. Whether it's cliche or not, they ain't paying your bills. They ain't in your house. Yeah, yeah. So it's all good. Yeah. And cliches are there for a reason, right? Because right. they're true. Right. Yeah. Now, now, quick, quick, quick story. How'd you guys meet? We we met in Vegas. We worked together. Vegas. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we worked at, at the same unit. All right. Who asked out who first? Uh, I, I think it was me. 
I think it was me. What, was it him? Would was you, it him? Would you agree? Yeah, it, it was mutual. It was mutual. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, now, where was the first date at? Uh, it was supposed to be mini golf, and it turned into go kart racing because she was running late. Then, and women mostly are late. Yeah. Or, I mean, I'm, don't don't hate me for it, but but it's true. But and I fucking crushed her at go karts. <laughs> <laughs> you should have seen him drive in real life. No, I'm just saying. Oh uh, yeah, ain't no lie. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm nothing but a defensive driver now. She's she's uh, the aggressive driver. <laughs> now, now, so how long have you guys been married? Uh, almost ten years. Ten years. Yeah. Well, so next July will be our ten year anniversary. Oh, we so we've some... been together for ten years. We got married right at the year mark. That is so cool. Yeah, that is so cool. For for those for the military listeners out there, know that that's that's a long uh, engagement. <laughs> it is. That's, that's longer than some people are enlisted for, right there. Yeah, man. No. <laughs> that no, that is always a good thing. All right. So what, what's what do you see? Your, where do you see yourself in the next five years? Retired. 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 Really, man. you can really hit that word retired. Yeah. Are we yeah. getting that old that you can do that? Yeah, man. I got. Four and a half years, and uh, I'll be eligible to retire from the military. Most people they'll they'll get jobs afterwards and, and continue working most of the time in the military uh, sector. Mm-hmm. But I'm trying to play my cards where I can retire uh, from the military and just be just do whatever I want to do, man. Just don't be podcasting, watching the kids, huh? Yeah, man. Just don't need to go work for anybody. And, and then plus, she's going to be a doctor, so. Doctor, right? You a stay-at-home dad. Yeah, huh? that's, that's the plan. That's, that, the that's the goal, man. Stay-at-home dad. <laughs> stay-at-home dad. Yeah. Now, <laughs> sorry, she's just looking at me like, really? Come on, <laughs> hey, she, it's okay. We can guys can do that too. She's my retirement plan. Right, that, that yeah. retirement plan's right there. Yeah. Um, he says. So you said the kids are playing uh, horseback riding, gymnastics. Son playing football. No, no, he played football when he was younger, but he uh, he didn't take to it. You take to it? And uh, I was un- I was uncomfortable with him playing football, man. I didn't. Do you look back at that? You know, all the hard hits that we went through. Do you know? Do you, do you kind of second guess it? Yeah, yeah. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like that's affected us, all of us, man. Because um, I know I blacked out a few times. Damn. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know you did too. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. Took a- I think Milan put his elbow right across my chin and knocked me out during a seven on seven. But uh, yeah. uh, the one I remember the most is uh, JJ when we when we were freshmen and we had to go play with varsity. Uh-huh. JJ laid my ass out. <laughs> I don't remember getting up. I don't remember going back to huddle. Shout out to JJ out there. Yeah, yeah. he nah, he did. I remember. Those are some crazy times as a coral, you know. They're like, yeah, you guys are going with the varsity today. You're like, what? All right. And they just see that. Oh, freshman, huh? Yeah, fresh meat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those, those are crazy. What, what's one thing that you miss from Socorro? You know, the Socorro life. Uh, miss from the Socorro life? Uh, friends. 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 Yeah, that that's probably it, man. Just uh, all the friends that we had around. Um, you know, the neighborhood I grew up in, I had my core group of friends and uh like we did everything together, right? Um, and then being able just to like wake up and walk across the street and go to the house and then see what kind of shit we're going to get into that day. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's something I'll miss forever because it, it's it's hard to find that later on in life. It 
is. And I mean, they always told us, and like, make sure you guys embrace this time because you're going to miss it. We're like, yeah. nah, 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 we're not missing nothing. Yeah. Now we're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so we're going, leaning towards retirement. What area? What you plan on moving, moving back, depending on where she's going? Yeah, so we're still, we're still, uh, it's still up in the air. We kind of formed a little bit of a plan and um, I guess several different options. Mm-hmm. We may stay put where we're at uh, when we get closer to retirement. Um, San Antonio is another option. You know, we spend a lot of time in San Antonio. It's kind of like our second home. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't, we don't know if we want to deal with all the people in San Antonio, man. See, me, San Antonio, I just can't deal with that humidity. I'm sorry. It's not even that. We, we, we've been in Florida. Humidity is, is <laughs> that's where it was killer. But uh, it's not Hair's too bad. Right? Hair going all crazy, just walking out, and you take a shower, and you're already sweating. You know, yeah. that, that, that ain't the life. That ain't the <laughs> life for me. Yeah. I don't know, unless it's like seven f- figures, then I might have to adjust and make sure, make sure that air conditioning's uh, run out to the car. And then <laughs> yeah, show me the money. <laughs> show me the money. Yeah. Um, last last thing, knowing from high school on what you wanted to to be when you grew up, and to the age that we're at now, are you happy where you're at? I am happy where I'm at, uh, but it's nothing of what I expected in high school. Uh, so in high school, the only thing that I would look forward to was football. Like I had no academic aspirations. I had no career aspirations. Um, I thought I was going to play football well into college and possibly had a shot at going pro. And if at a minimum I would have graduated from college and that kind of would have solidified my way. But I didn't think about like this is the kind of degree I want. This is what I want to pursue if football doesn't work out, like, this is what I'm going to get into. I had none of that. I, I really didn't think about it too much. I just want to play football. Um, and when it started getting closer and closer, like, hey, uh, you're getting closer to real life, um, maybe it entered my mind, but it still wasn't a priority. Um, so ultimately that's how I ended up in the military, man. And uh, like I said, it's the best decision I've ever made. Um it taught me almost everything I know because I've been in the military for most of my adult life, uh, aside from that one year where I was just fucking up here in El Paso. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I've done. You wouldn't I've, change it, in other words. Yeah, you I wouldn't. Change, wouldn't and I've gone to do Ups things. Ups and downs and yeah. every, everything in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Military life's not perfect, and there's been a lot of shitty moments. But uh, I'm, but, waiting, I'm waiting to see who, whose life is perfect. I mean, I've yet to... That'd be, that'd be a boring life, it, man. It would. I mean, there's no challenges. There's no, you know, suspense. You know, it, it's perfect. I want the perfect life. What? It, what's your definition of perfect? Yeah. You know, mine is being up above six feet, you know, above ground. Yeah. You know, we're going to have our good days. Yeah. We're going to have our shitty days. Yeah. But at least we get a chance to do it. Yeah. Because knowing now what 2020 has shown us is, Everything's not guaranteed. And everybody keep telling us, you know, make sure you do the best. Uh, and, and I feel bad for, like, you know, the, the high school kids because they always told us, you know, play each game like it's your last because you never, you never know when it's going to end. You're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. 2020 was a straight up, all right, it's all right, season's canceled. But, yeah. but I, I, I need to recruit and I need yeah. to – should have been, been playing harder. Yeah. Like, but, no, this is my senior – I mean, it, it put it all into perspective. That's one thing that, that I'll take out of this whole pandemic stuff. It 
it's put things in perspective for everybody because yeah. now they reevaluate. All right, what's what's important? Yeah, you know, and that scares people because they weren't ready. That you know, it's probably like the mindset we had. Oh, we're we're just gonna play football. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna go college and go play in the NFL. Yep. Now it's like, no, you're not. What are you gonna do now? And <laughs> yeah. you're like, well, shit. What am I? What am I gonna do? Yeah. Oh, what can I do? You know, what, what do you mean I can't go out? So I mean, it, it's it's uh it's scary, but I think people can turn this negative into a positive and, and, oh, for and, sure, and, man. and with, with podcasts like yours and different stuff, it's getting the creative juices out of people and, yeah. and, you know, the human, the human mind, you know, what we can accomplish, especially when our backs are against the wall. Yeah. And like I said, I'm ex- very excited with what you've been doing. Um, I really appreciate you joining the, join me on this podcast here. It's been so long, but we <laughs> yeah, finally got to do it. We're here in person. You yeah, know, right. we have our distance and the tacos are in between us, which we're going to, we're going to finish right <laughs> now. But, um, anything else you want to say to, to people listening, uh, shout out to the, to the Soko local fans right, there, right here. Um, yeah, anything you want to give Socorro, man. Right. Anything you want to uh, leave them with? Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Yeah, let them no. know. Let them know where they can listen at. No, but in all honesty, man, just just keep on moving forward. Take take steps forward. Don't uh, don't think that you're stuck where you're at. All right, right. So tell people tell people where they can uh, listen to your or find all your podcast. Uh, you can find it anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, our main platforms that uh, where most people go are Apple Podcast and uh, Spotify and Google Podcast. Uh, all you have to do is just go to to that platform and type in tell me something podcast and then you'll see our logo on there just hit it now i see something different her shirt's different right (laughs) peace out what's a bear what it's it's a she says peace out cub scout at the end of uh, all the podcasts peace out cub scout where'd that come from that's that's just her thing that's her thing she's from tennessee Tennessee, Ooh. yeah, Tennessee military life. See what you can bring. Tennessee and well, Texas is huge, but still Tennessee. Yeah. That is good. All right, so everybody, make sure you guys go out there, subscribe to the Tell Me Something podcast, amigo. It's been great. Hey, so same. glad to see you. Same here. Man. Congratulations on the married life, the family life. Um, I'll get there one day, uh, maybe. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> but as always, people, you guys, thanks for tuning in to Taco Tuesdays with Ace, and we'll see you next time.